Welcome to Awakened and Alive After 40, a weekly podcast about stepping outside of the box and into a life that is true to who you really are. We're your hosts, Dominique and Carrie, two 40-something-year-old friends and coaches who are on a journey to live the second half of our lives with greater flow and ease. Our passion is to guide and support our clients in becoming their most authentic and aligned selves. We love digging into a variety of topics and sharing some of our insights and perspectives through our coaching lenses. We both spent the first half of our lives trying to fit into a box only to realize we were burnt out and searching for a better way to do life. We are here to remind you that it's never too late to start living your best life. Let's get into today's episode. Today, we are here talking about two things that are important to, I think, nearly all of us. I feel pretty confident in saying that. We are here to talk about our ideas on time versus money. And of those two things, which one is more important to us? We're not here to commentate on there being a right answer to this question, But it's a question that Dominique and I have both encountered in our lives because we have gone from having full-time jobs, making more than enough money to live comfortably off, and we have given up some of that financial security in order to become entrepreneurs and to start our own businesses. And part of the thing with entrepreneurship that we love so much is the control of our own time. So Dominique, how has your idea, your ideas around time versus money changed since making that leap into opening your own business? First off, I have to say like, it was the most frightening decision I made in a very long time because of the comfort of having a steady paying job, right? And for myself, like you had mentioned, you get to this point where you make money to keep yourself comfortable, but that doesn't always equal happiness, right? We know that. And in my own life, yes, I was making good money. I was living a comfortable life. I was able to provide what it was that I wanted and desired for my life, but I reached burnout and I eventually came to realize that all of those things didn't equal my happiness. And I didn't have the time that I wanted to actually incorporate the the activities, the things that I wanted to bring that joy and happiness. And for me, like a lot of it was the level of play that I wanted to build and cultivate within my life. And because of working full time and being burnt out, I was just too exhausted to really do much of it. So when I changed over to wanting to start my own business, it was again, like a scary thing because I didn't then have the money that I was used to making, but I had the time and that took a lot of getting used to. And that also showed me just how crucial having time was for me, especially because of the burnout that I had hit and the time that I needed to really care for my emotional well-being and my body, considering that my nervous system was pretty much fried from me hitting burnout. So that was kind of the payoff. I had the time to care for myself the way I needed to, but 
then there was the idea of having to budget a little differently and cut costs and getting used to that. How about you, Carrie? Well, you touched on something in what you just said that I think is really important to highlight because I think it's something that so many of us can relate to. And that is this idea of, well, I'm going to have this job with financial security and earn money to be really comfortable. But then because we give so much of ourselves to that job, we come home exhausted. And so what's the point of having the financial security and the money if we don't have the time or energy to enjoy it, to do things that bring us joy, to live in that world of play, like you were saying, pursuing our passions, pursuing our hobbies that we truly love. And I felt the exact same way. I, you know, came home from work. If I had the energy, I was lucky to fit a quick workout in and then just vegged out in front of the TV, watching Netflix or whatever for the rest of the evening and then go to bed and start it all over the next day. And the thing that I never felt comfortable with and I always fought, even when I was a kid in school, was having the times I had to wake up and the times I had to be places dictated to me and I had no control over it. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I can see that. I hated it. I hated it. I think it's just because of my natural cycle as a person. Mm. I'm not a morning person. I'm way more energized in the late afternoons, early evenings. And so those early wake up times for nearly every type of traditional job that any job I ever had, I was waking up at six o'clock every day, sometimes even earlier when I had a longer commute to get to work by 8 a.m. Yeah. Almost like you feel, well, for me, like I felt rushed all the time because I wanted to sleep in as long as possible, right? Because sleep was important for me. And then I felt rushed because I had to be somewhere at a certain time, whether it was with school or work. And then you start the day with like just this whole like cluster of just craziness and right, that like carries- frantic yes. energy. Yeah, exactly. And for me, it was around the pandemic when I was like, you know what, there's got to be a different way to do this. Mm-hmm. There cannot be just one way of working and being frantic and having to have your work life dictated by other people, whether it's time or anything else. And that's where I just really started to look outside of that and see like, okay, how, if I could have my dream job, my dream job, what would that look like? How many hours would I work? And so I just started to kind of get clear on it because ultimately we can't create time. It's like a finite resource and it sounds cliche, but as I've gotten older, Mm -hmm. that's become more apparent to me. Like, I mean, if we're going on statistics, we're halfway through our life about. Right. And so we only have half the time left that we've already lived here. Yeah. And then you can't use money to buy more time, right? Nope. So when I would sit down and think about these things, I was like, okay, you know, this is a tricky one because like you said in the beginning, you know, that balance is so hard because you need the time to make money and then you need money to be able to open up space and time for the things that you want to do to have more freedom. So it's that round and round and round cycle. And I mean, this is why we're talking about it because I think it's important for everyone out there just to kind of 
give some thought to it and to know that it is possible. We see people do it all the time where they are drastically cutting down their work hours and even making more money. I believe that it's a matter of getting super, super clear on what you want for your life and what that freedom and extra time looks like, what it feels like, and and starting with that and working with that. And again, it's not easy by no means to just be like, oh, okay, this is what I want. And now let's go get it. But it certainly starts with having clarity on the value of each of those and what that looks like for you. For me, and I think for most people, freedom of time is the ultimate freedom. Having lots of money gives a sense of freedom as well, but there's strings attached usually if you're earning money in the traditional way. And so it doesn't feel as free as having complete control over your time. Yeah. I'm sure there's a flip side to that coin. Other people would argue that money is very important. It allows us so much more freedom in terms of having money to pay for experiences, for buying all of the necessities and the comforts of life, for having good health care. If you live in the United States, you have to have money to get good health care. But like you said, we sacrifice the freedom of time in order to obtain money, which is like this catch-22 we find ourselves in, or this double-edged sword. Yeah, it's so incredibly tricky. And again, going back to what I said, where I I took the opportunity with the pandemic to really just sit back and look at my life and how I was feeling, not just with what I was able to provide myself, but that emotional well-being. And I came to realize that my emotional well-being was more important with the size of the house that I had or the car that I was driving or the clothes that I was wearing. And I could easily get away with much less when it comes to the material things versus less time to care for my nervous system, my physical well-being. And and that to me was ultimately what guided me into wanting to start my own business. And again, I think it's just really about getting clear on what you want your time, your remaining time on this planet to look like, what is most important to you when it comes to how you want to spend that time. But really, I don't think there's a good answer here. Like one isn't better than the other. It's just, again, like a contemplation. I do think it's an important Mm -hmm. question for everyone to ask themselves to really get in touch with your own perspective on this. Answering this question in my eyes can really help guide people toward living a more aligned life. So Carrie, I'd love to hear what's one thing that you could give us like maybe a a tip to those who are wanting to think more deeply on this for themselves. I think getting in touch with what you truly value. So I was a person who had a lot of stuff and I loved my stuff. I grew up in a family that loved stuff. We got a lot of joy out of buying stuff. And I think once I realized for me personally, that stuff was weighing me down and making me like a servant to it. Inhibited my freedom. It inhibited my freedom of being able to pack up and move if I wanted to. Like it create a whole logistical situation of having to deal with the stuff if I wanted to do that. And so for me, 
really letting go of this idea that my stuff defines me. My stuff is part of me because Mm. it really is not. And it's not easy. I'm not saying that this is an easy concept to identify with. Not Um, at all. But that idea of minimalism, which I know is a hot topic or a buzzword Mm -hmm. lately, but just really thinking about what are the bare things I need for my comfort, for my happiness. And when I really started asking myself that and really like, does this bring me happiness? Whether it's supporting me functionally or in a comfort sense. For us, we've talked about how much we love planners and stationery Mm -hmm. and pen and paper. I still have a lot of that stuff because I love using it. Yeah, but you've identified. That's your joy. So for me, just really getting clear on what things in my life Mm. do I actually love versus, well, I just had this because it was a trend or because I thought I needed it, but now I haven't touched it in six months. Right. Right. Yeah. And I know like for as long as we've known each other, you've always talked about like your love of minimalism and just how much it transformed your life. And as I kind of sit here and I hear you talking about it. Like in my mind, when I'm thinking about, okay, the time versus money, I'm like, all right, well, I know for me, if I had less, that means I'd be saving time on the amount of cleaning I would have to do. Like that to me is a big point because I hate cleaning and I hate clutter. And that right away, I was like, oh man, you get some of your time back because you're not having to worry about all of this stuff and cleaning around it and organizing it. And then, of course, you're saving money by not collecting all of the the things that you don't necessarily need to have a good life. But as you mentioned, it's challenging. It really is, especially with our culture, you know, always talking about fancy cars and clothes and all of the fun stuff. (laughs) Right. And our culture leads us to believe that those are the things that lead to a successful person or a person who's admirable or a person who's worthy right are people who have these finer things in life yeah yeah now i i love that you shared that was a big part of what motivated you just that minimalism mindset and that I know just again in conversation has made a huge impact on your life. And I know it can be super beneficial for other people to hear, especially those out there that are wanting to start their own journey to just being a little bit more intentional with what they bring into their lives as far as materials. That's something that I am definitely going to be implementing more into my own life because like I mentioned, I know I can gain more time by minimizing what I have in my house on the cleaning side, but so much more too. But for myself, and one thing that I am excited to kind of share as far as a tip goes for people is the power in saying no. For me, this was so crucial because I grew up as someone who wanted to please everyone and saying no was like the worst thing I could possibly do. And that, of course, ate up a lot of my time doing things for others versus myself and things that weren't necessarily building my life the way I wanted to. So learning to say no really brought back a lot of time for the things that 
brought me joy, the things that I wanted to work towards to grow within like my business, even learning to say no to specific clients that I knew weren't aligned for my coaching packages. And I didn't want to say yes, just to make the money, but making sure that I said, no, if it wasn't a right fit, because it was leaving space, opening space for those that are or were a right fit. So that was another part of it as well is making sure that I'm really just going with what I feel is going to enrich my life, my business. And of course, I want to still be there for other people, but it was something where I would step back and ask myself like, okay, is this something that I have to do or that I feel that I need to do or do I want to do it? And that kind of helped me to identify what things I should say no to, to open up more time within my life, my schedule. When you open up that time, then you're also welcoming opportunities that are going to be in greater alignment. And for me, that's what has brought in, you know, the money side of things where I've had my clients, my aligned clients come into my life because I had that opening for them. So it's been a powerful practice that I've been putting into place the past couple of years is just learning to say no, to balance out that aspect of the time versus money. But I think, you know, again, there's no right or wrong way as we've mentioned before. And it's just taking the opportunity to get clear on, again, values, <laughs> those core values. What is most important to you? How is that going to impact your time, your money, and really making sure that you try to find balance in some way. And that looks different for every person. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider sharing it with friends and or family. We'd be incredibly grateful if you rated and reviewed the podcast on your preferred listening platform as it really helps. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can connect with us through our websites or Instagram, which are all linked in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Our theme song was written by Michael Ahrens.